Temu, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. It's been a while. We connected on Slack and we've been mainly messaging there, but it's nice to actually meet you in person and talk about personalization. Yeah, for sure. It's been fun collaborating. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So just to give us a little bit of context, do you mind telling the people listening and hopefully some people on YouTube, what is Market Taylor and what led you to start the product? So Market Taylor is a B2B website personalization company. What we do is we identify companies coming to the website. We segment them based on their industry and company size. And then we show them the best experience possible so that we can increase conversion rates around 50 to 150%. Wow, that's quite a lot. Are there any particular types of companies that can make better use of personalization? Do they tend to be B2B in general or it can be sort of any vertical? So B2B SaaS is one of the best segments for personalization just because they usually have a product that is a good fit for multiple different customer segments. So you can imagine a product that is suitable for people in finance sector or healthcare sector and and so on. So that's where a company really can benefit from the personalization. So when you look to apply website personalization to a product, what are the main techniques to look out for? So initially, you want to understand who is visiting your website, maybe a rough idea of these types of segments that we want to go after. Usually what I recommend personally is you personalize based on the industry of a visitor, based on company size of a visitor. So you might make them see a different experience and they go to a different funnel. So one type of customer sees a a book a demo button and one type of customer sees a a freemium trial button. Also companies pursuing strategic accounts, companies doing ABM are a good target segment for personalization. For the first use case here, you have targeting based on industry. Is there a process that you have in mind that helps people make full use of that? So how our current product works is that we gather analytics about your visitors roughly two weeks before starting to implement the personalization. So you really understand from a data perspective what types of industries are are visiting your website. And then you can really start to hone in how large the audiences are, how they're converting, and where are really the the low-hanging fruit for personalization. So that's kind of the process we're going at the moment. So sort of tool agnostic here is the user needs to know which market segments convert best for their product. Would that be right? Well, perhaps not the best, but what are some segments that convert a little bit below the mean? And then you can see that we should probably do something about these segments because they don't really understand our product. They're turning away because they're performing below average. And now you want to bring that same percentage of conversions at least to the same level as the average or even higher so if your message is really clear then you can uh, see some better improvements on the conversion side interesting so it's actually you can use that in two ways one is to bring up the poor performance of a particular segment but also improve the performance of another segment would that be right yeah that's right you typically have a handful of different segments that you want to optimize You might, as a SaaS company, you might have your intended customer segment, the ones that you have really defined that this is the one we want to go after. But then there might be some niche segments that are performing a little bit below your your mean, but there might be some other value there, you know, to go after. When it comes to personalizing the website 
for these different niches or different targets? What are the main elements that people should be changing? So what uh, I would recommend is changing all the different logos of your website, different images. So you really want to showcase that companies similar to you are using this service as well. So logos, customer reference cases, any types of uh, content that really speaks to the customer the, the best. So text images, even sometimes call to actions, they, they can be personalized. Which ones would you say are probably the most effective elements if you had to change just three? If it were just three different cases or elements, I would probably change the use cases a customer sees, something that is relevant to them. Then I would go after the different logos on the website and then the text content itself that really speaks to the client saying that we understand your pain and we are here to, to solve that pain for you. Curious, did you, did you know of any companies that tend to do personalization much better than others? Or are there any sort of standout companies in this space? Nothing on the top of my head. At least I know that for Stripe, they have a client base that is all around the world. At the moment, when you visit Stripe from different locations, you can see that they personalize the, the different logos based on the area you're visiting from. So for example, Nordic companies see very different logos. They see Volvo and H&M in their portfolio. And some companies in America see very different set of logos. Once you've implemented some of these changes, how do you measure the difference other than just plain conversion? Are you looking for dwell time or bounce rate or any other metrics? So you can measure the engagement rate a person has on your site. So not only the conversion rate, like you said, but the engagement. How much time do they spend on your, on your website? Do they take any kind of key actions on the website? How much do they scroll down the page? And do they really consume your content? That's really the key to personalization. And those percentages can go up to 200 to 300%. So previously you mentioned we've got the industry or the, the target niche-based segmentation, and then you've got the account-based segmentation. What are some best practices that you're seeing around account-based personalization? Uh, see, in account-based marketing, you can really dig deep into the pains of a one particular customer. So not only the name of a company or their logo on your website, but really kind of uh, diving deep into what is it that they really want, what are maybe some service that, services that they integrate into, and really highlighting those different differences on your website when they visit that, that page. So definitely making yourself stand out from the generic competition. I'm going to put you on the spot here. This wasn't in our list of questions, but so that we had an enterprise SaaS tool and they put you on board to come up with a website personalization campaign. How would you approach this? So initially, I would start with implementing our tool on the website, starting to gather analytics, different audiences that are moving about the, the website. And I would interview salespeople as well as the marketing people to understand what are some key differentiating factors that they themselves see that different customer segments respond to, and then shifting that, that knowledge into a content on the page. Usually you can repurpose some landing pages you might have. So you might already be running some campaigns and you can uh, loan some of that insight and knowledge onto home pages and uh, other pages on your website as well. One use case, for example, for this is that when a visitor 
comes to on a landing page on, from a paid campaign and they don't convert immediately, but they they might visit your website again two weeks after, they don't see a, a whole kind of a, a different experience, you know, the landing page and the homepage being different, but actually the whole experience is aligned. You use same kind of wording, same type of content on the homepage as well to really make them convert. Makes a lot of sense. So you've dug yourself in, you started to analyze the different segments and you've talked to the sales team to work out what are some of the pieces of information that really resonate with the users. And then you're identifying landing pages where you might want to implement these changes. Do you suggest starting with, say, any certain number, three or five, or how do you prioritize which pages to really attack? So that depends a bit how much traffic you have on, on your website, because obviously you want to A-B test your different personalizations against your generic version. So if you're doing less than 5,000 per month in traffic, you might start out with one segment and see how it, it performs. If it's a bigger company, I would start with three different segments, really understand how they are different, and then implement those changes and then wait for the data to come in and, and see how much different is the result and then where you can improve after that. So really doing some good A-B testing. Where would be some unexpected places that you can actually apply the personalization? So I would imagine everyone could guess your, your homepage, your pricing page, you know, your services pages, but what are some pages that they might be forgetting? Might be the landing pages because those are already kind of specialized pages. So you might not realize that if you're running a campaign for a certain audience, there's a lot of opportunities to personalize for, let's say, a person's job title, for example, and really change that content around, really highlighting the main pain points for that particular uh, job title or job function, depending on what their priorities are. And when you're running these tests, did you have a certain time frame that you've seen work better than others? So I imagine... As an easy example, you know, a few days is definitely not enough data, but perhaps six months is way too long. What's the happy medium here? It's hard to say. Like you, like you mentioned, it depends on the amount of traffic you have on your website. Maybe from a marketer's perspective, a reasonable time frame is two to, two to three months so that you understand that um, you really have the patience to let the A-B test run into its full course, and then you start making changes and differences of course, if your numbers are going up, you're not going to maybe want to start changing anytime, uh, something anytime soon. Where do people go wrong when it comes to website personalization? Have you seen some classic errors that keep coming up? So I had a conversation with a, with a design agency a way back, and they had this case where they learned that if you use the company's name on the website, it might come out as creepy and they might think that you're leaking some of their data away. So in this case, the customers of this design agency, they were using this agency for uh, very strategic designs. So it might come off as weird if you show their name on your website and... Over-personalization. Yeah, and they, they do want to take in the, the fame or the glory for the person or the design to themselves. Yeah, maybe if you use a person's name person's website. name <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not not always recommended might work on a on a landing page if you drive a newsletter campaign or a cold email campaign and you use a 
a person's name there. That's already kind of a, something that is standard. It makes sense because in this case, you have that person's email, so they would expect it, but otherwise they wouldn't. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. So how how should marketers fit personalization, website personalization into their planning workflow? So for example, if you're approaching a quarter and you know you want, you have this in your tool belt now that you know that you can use website personalization, where does it fit in? So if you're a company that is going after inbound marketing strategy and you have, uh, you have recognized that you have all these niche segments, niche segments that you're going after, that's where really personalization can be an enabler for you to increase your conversion rates. So inbound marketing companies or companies that are doing ABM and want to go after those strategic accounts, companies that are really high ticket value. So you want to nail those down. Even the smallest conversion is, is valuable for you. Second last question, just before we go, are you seeing any particular trends happening in the space? In website personalization, definitely machine learning is, is a big enabler. Company data is improving all the time. So the better data you have available, the better personalizations you can make. So it's not only data on a, on a personal level, but also company level. And those kind of uh, big data providers are doing large moves all the time. So really excited to see what's going on in that space as well. How does that filter through to changes themselves? Is it, for example, you know, you're piling in lots of different alternative headlines and then the machine learning is applying what's working best or how does that actually work? So one simple example of that is a machine learning algorithm that takes into account what is the size of the audience and how, how well does it convert? And it tries to find the best optimum recommendation from those. Our tool is able to gather data from our customers' different personalizations and kind of aggregate it into recommendations that this is something you should do based on what the other companies have seen working as well. Where should people go to learn more about you and Market Taylor? So anyone can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Teemu Raitaloto and markettaylor.io. We have a blog with personalized marketing content that we are about to increase all the time. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.